the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's on the news, and I have to talk about it. It's the Twitter case. A lot of times I'll get a lot of emails from acquaintances and friends, and they'll ask me about the, my position on these Democrat sewer states and stay and fight and all the bulldog. It's a tale of two worlds in Democrat sewer states. The so-called law, which is to be the honest man, the American citizen shield, is the weapon of the fascistic mafia of the Democrats. Plain and simple, this is the greatest case to show it. It's called Elon Musk versus Twitter. The judge is a Democrat roach by the name of Kathleen McCormick. She was appointed to the bench by Democrat governor of Delaware, John Carney. John Carney is a legendary piece of garbage. He... um is one of those Delaware Democrats, you know, like the moron and with dementia pretending to be the president. Same thing, same mafia organization. So this judge is hell-bent on a specific performance, and this is a very interesting topic to me, it really is, was my biggest gripe against turning America into a welfare roach ship of corrosion in 2009. See, when you sign a document, Can the law make you do something, make you buy something, or can they make you pay for something that you've lived in for decades? I find this to be very interesting. So in America, especially in Democrat sewer areas, Democrats will not make you pay your mortgage that you've lived in your house for decades, for decades. Same Democrat party says, if you took a loan out on it and you signed the promissory note and you had the the enjoyment of living in that property. If the market fluctuates, you can walk away and be held harmless. They call it a short sale. They call it deed in lieu, whatever you want to call it. It, to me, is the, is the beginning of the end of this country and the rule of all, law. Now, the same party, the same party, says to a guy who happens to not be or speaking against Democrats right now, I don't know what he is, but he's clearly speaking against this dimwit in diapers from Delaware. He wanted to uh, buy Twitter. I called it in the very beginning. I didn't think he wanted to buy it. I think he wanted to expose Twitter for what it was, a company whose value was steeped in absolute and total fraud that would have made Enron blush. Okay? He exposes the fraud. He then says, look, your company's full of dung. It has no future. I'm out. In the meantime, he puts up $1 billion of walkaway money. 
That's the cost of walking away. He's going to spend a billion. This Democrat judge, and you're going to see it. I saw it on Fox Business, and they get a law professor from Columbia. Yeah, he's, she's going to make him go forward with specific performance, costing him his fortune, or at least dinging it, whatever it is, $44 billion. That's not justice. See, that should have been the argument against the people who took out home equity lines and used their houses as, as really, what, credit lines? And bought the Lexus and pretended to be successful and blew all the money. And then when the prices went down, they said, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. They lived in the house. But the same Democrat philosophy, the same mafia, said, no, no, no. You're going to walk away and then the banks... We're going to almost blame them, but not really. We're going to bail them out. And who's going to pay for it? All the honest, good people. And they have no problem making innocent people pay for things. And here, they're going to make an innocent guy pay billions, and they're going to try to financially ruin him. On the same philosophy that they should have not cost all of us, decent, honest people, the value and equity in our house, not to mention the debt that they printed up money while they bailed out their Wall Street friends. So I think that's crucially important to understand because the one thing about Democrats, they like to talk in circles and then position themselves for exactly their specific instance, whatever it is of that moment, rather than have a, a principle. They have none, no principles. And that's on display each and every day the Democrats are in charge of anything. And today is the perfect day to make my point. Not just because this is a political appointee in the same way the same judges sit on the investment, what is it called, the table of wisdom with that scumbag gangster Ed Burke, and they're sitting Cook County judges now. And they're the ones in family court, and if the guy's a Republican, he's going to pay through the teeth, and if the guy's a connected Democrat, the wife pays through the teeth, and the same bull dung, that we pretend is a judicial system, as we said the Pledge of Allegiance and brainwashed ourselves. Truth and justice for all my derriere. It's a crock of corruption is what you got here. It's pathetic and disgusting. And it's never been more on display. Pete Buttigieg is a punchline on numerous levels. But none more. Because this stupid son of a gun is getting as rich as Paul Pelosi. By the way, how's the stock doing today? Squirrel, did you take a look at it? You know, Paul Pelosi's option play? I looked at it. It's up 6%. $8. I wonder where his strike price was. I wonder how much money Paul Pelosi made. Is the SEC going to investigate Paul Pelosi, or are they going to investigate Elon Musk's company? You see? The bureaucracies of corruption. The Gestapo with different letters. And now these bureaucracies have these idiots who are in charge for the same reason Kamala Harris is your vice president. Their sexual proclivities. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. Electric vehicles. The more access for electric vehicles. Electric vehicles. You know how much in all of this hoopla, those con artist electric cars, you know how many sales they make up? 4.3%. And that's tripled from what it was before this dimwit patient stole the office. Tripled. And it's tripled because you who are paying the $5 and the $6, you who are paying the license plate tax and all the rest of it, you're subsidizing these rich bastards. You're subsidizing. You're already subsidizing those union payoff schemes, pretending to be motor companies like GM and Ford and their UAW morons that just get fatter by the quarter. You're already subsidizing them. They got a new Blazer coming out, 70000 and it sucks. 
and you're going to buy it from them, and it's going to get subsidized, and all the regular people are going to pay it. I'm sick and tired of this scam, but let's hear from Goldman Sachs, because if anybody's going to give me a scam, if we can't get BlackRock, we can't get Blackstone, let's get the next scumbag organization, Goldman Sachs. The threat of an economic downturn is shaking up consumers and small business owners. A recent survey taken by Goldman Sachs found 93%, 93% of small businesses fear a recession, and 89% are affected by inflation, supply chain issues, and workforce challenges. And on the same day, triggered in the Biden scam of, uh, what was it called, reinvest to save America, whatever bill he passed that on, they snuck in the, in the, in the fine print that the municipal pensions all get bailed out today. So don't worry about the stock market and recession. That only affects us. The honest American, the scumbag who works for the government, yeah, they they don't have to worry about markets or recessions or all of it. They're just going to get paid by taxing you, like in that sewer of Illinois, that joke of corruption. By the way, I heard the fat bastard beanbag, he's got COVID again. I tell you, this seems to be a pandemic of the vaccinated. I don't have it. I feel great. Of course, he's in trouble. You know, the obese make up 80% of deaths. He better watch himself. God knows he's going to need help getting in and off the commode or on and off the commode. In the meantime, we have a, uh, a usual distraction and scam going on about Pete Buttigieg telling everybody how we all have to buy electric vehicles and it's all the best thing for the climate as they give weapons to Ukraine and they blow up oil refineries and the rest of it. But my favorite, every once in a while, we get a good guy. We only got about six, six decent representatives who are steeped in principles, not the scam of being a representative where they raise money and insider trade like Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them. This guy's not one of ours. Who are we going to get from Illinois? Who you already got? Well, Adam Kinzinger. Here's your idea of a Republican in that sewer of Illinois. This is Massey out of Kentucky, and he made Pete Buttigieg look even more silly than Rachel Levine. The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you overall. with that first before we go on, because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Now, by the way, that's car. He said cars, but it was a slip. That's if you have one of these junks, one of these toasters that pretend to be vehicles. And not to mention the battery. It makes up... 22,000 of the cost has a life expectancy of about 26 months. You think that could be so if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50 percent adoption instead of 100 percent adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. You mean, Tom Massey, those aren't magic holes in the wall? You mean that's not the solution? No, it's not a solution. It's a financial fraud. It's a financial fraud perpetrated on the American people, and the poorest are going to pay for it. The rich people are the ones that get subsidized. That's the scam in this country, in this gangster government. They keep telling you how great it is to be broke by them, to be extorted, until you finally give in 
And the next thing you know, you're looking for a job in the government because these are the real one percenters. These are the real successes in the country. They are held harmless of their failure. In fact, they often profit from it. And not to mention when push comes to shove and everything finally craps out from their decisions, their pensions are magic. They're all just paid. And who pays for it? You, sucker. Are you getting sick and tired of it? Or do you want to be lectured to by a child that's never done anything but know the exact right ass to kiss? And I cleaned it up. Because you yourself questioned Donald Trump's mental state of mind in September of 2019 when you stated to CNN, I quote, if our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. And Mr. Secretary, I could not agree with you more. I'm going to repeat what your quote is. If our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. Inflation's at 9.1%. Gas prices are through the roof. Our adversaries are exploiting our weaknesses across the globe. And our southern border is non-existent. This administration puts the American people last. The left and the dishonest media, which in my humble opinion is the greatest threat to this country, the dishonest media, began questioning President Trump's mental state back in February of 2017, a month into his presidency. We now have President Biden in office for 18 months, and just recently, we now see the mainstream media questioning President Biden's mental state, and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people. He falls off bicycles. Even at the White House Easter celebration, the Easter Bunny had to guide him back into his safe place. Cue cards that say, sit here, or end of speech, which he actually states, that is, if he stays awake. So my question for you is, sir, have you spoken with any other cabinet members about implementing the 25th Amendment on President Biden? First of all, I'm glad to have a president who can ride a bicycle. That's the answer. The representative isn't from Illinois. He's not an Illinois Republican. He isn't from New York. He isn't from New Jersey. He isn't from the sewer California. He's from Texas, a state run by people who are steeped in principles of Americanism. If this country had any principles, you'd impeach this stupid son of a gun. He is unfit. It's time to impeach these idiots. 312-642-5600. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. We have to compete. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think what really irritates me is that they name these payoff schemes to their corrupt unions and to their corrupt workers base of the of the of the democrat mafia they name it as if they're helping you the american rescue plan what this is the one where he he pretended it was 1.9 it was really 2.3 trillion this is from a year ago a year ago and today they just enacted the payoff to their scam mystical magical pensions you know, a, a lot of Republicans have said that this bill just represents a lot of uh, overspending, a lot of pork stuffed into this bill. Are you concerned at all about what this is going to mean for our continuing ballooning of our of our deficit? I mean, at some point, you know, we're going to have to uh, to deal with all of that. It's going to come home to roost. Uh, 
one about one thing in particular about this pension provision in this bill that does distress me is that there was good faith negotiation by by Republicans and Democrats to address this problem responsibly. L- let's remember these are private companies uh, that made promises to to private workers. So this is it's typically not the federal government's responsibility to just bail out private retirement savings. Um, but no, 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 but if those companies are affiliated with government contracts, they get the benefit. How is that right? The private companies can lose all of the money, can lose everything, and it doesn't matter. The rest of the people have to pay their worker pensions. So then what's the downside of being a money bundler, and what's the responsibility of investing reasonably if the payoff has nothing to do with the return on investment? I guess nothing if you give away your pro- your profits. If you take 30% back and you bribe, also known as contribute, a mafia member in the in the government. Then you get a check. And who pays it? People who will never have these pensions. The greatest Ponzi scheme on earth is this government pension scheme. It's a money laundering scheme. And but nevertheless, th- there were substantial risks to these to these plans that was eventually going to get some federal attention. And both sides were slowly moving together on this issue. But when Democrats decided to uh, pursue this bill through reconciliation, that's a calculation that recognizes you don't need help from Republicans. And that changed the calculus. And my concern now is that that kind of thinking from both sides will be rewarded in the future. So let's think about some Here, of the- Here's an idea. Take these corrupt banksters. Instead of pretending that they're uh, investment advisors or that they're representing pension funds, f- just get rid of them all and trade the way the Pelosi's trade. Just front-run your own policies. This way you can have somewhat of a, of a profit to pay off these scam artists. Don't forget to vote Democrat. Other time bombs we have in the federal budget, like Social Security and Medicare. These are, are programs that are even more substantially distressed in terms of the dollars than these uh, multi-employer pensions. My- what about that? Oh, then you're going to do what you did to my caller yesterday and just take the money away in taxes. Pretend he's got it. You made too much. We're going to take your benefit. It's time to rip out this corruption the way it was implemented. Break every covenant with the government when it comes to your Social Security retirement and the rest of it. And as far as taxes, taxes to their money, that only is in the scum Democrat sewer states. They're the only ones where these pensions are a problem. They're not a problem in Texas. They're not a problem in Florida. They're not a problem in the Carolinas. They're a problem in the Democrat mafia states. See, and the mafia is the cancer in this country. It's what's going to bring us all down. It's time to let them feed among themselves. You Democrats fund your roach government. Leave the rest of us alone. We'll go back to America. You could even call yours the USSA. I like it better. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The reason that I fight against this kind of open, notorious corruption is because this corruption, this political corruption, steals the quality of your life. It steals your dollar, your time. Unless, of course, you're in on that scam. Then you're a scumbag, and you get things you never deserved, never, on the backs of the hardworking Americans. That's the problem with the scheme. It's cannibalism. 
Only it doesn't kill off the weak to feed the strong. It kills the strong to feed the weak. And each day that this wrinkled-ass old crook sits in office, you're losing. I'm losing. We're losing. And they're laughing all the way to the bank. Hey, did that chip bill come in? Because NVIDIA, you know the stock that Paul Pelosi, scumbag, married to the saggy speaker? $11 today. It rallied $11. Paul Pelosi, depending on where his strike price is, he probably made today between 860000 to maybe $2 million, depending on where his strike price is. How'd you do today? How'd you do? And in the meantime, this raggedy old hag, and I'm boy, that could go for him or her. Anyway, one of these raggedy old hags, if not both, they're just going to get drunk tonight and hopefully not crash their $200,000 portion to a car. In the meantime, that gargoyle, Chuck Schumer, who put the glee in ugly, that smarmy son of a dog, he's pushing the, the bill to make him worth Probably another 40 million. A drive in the Senate to quickly pass a bill with grants and incentives for American semiconductor makers has picked up steam in Congress. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says lawmakers are hashing out the final details. Yeah, they're hashing out their final trades. And when you hear the lovely Nikki Whaley talk about this climate bull dung, remember what's going to happen. He's going to sign it and these scam fraud companies, all contributors to the mafia, they will get hundreds of millions. The little tiny ones will get tens of millions, all for the climate. And these same crooked bastards are sending weapons to blow up oil depots in, in, in Russia. Of course, they're sending it to the oligarchs that bribed Biden and the drug addict scum. Jackie, the New York Post reports Hunter Biden met with his father at least 30 times at the White House or the vice president's official residence, typically just days after returning home from overseas travel. You know what's good? At least this open and notorious corruption. I mean, this is this is obvious. You know who picks up on it? Street guys. Street guys pick up on it. So it's about time. We finally got a rap song that I like. Wow, Hunter, are you in with hookers while he crack, whoa? They call it a conspiracy, but I'm saying facts, whoa. In the mansion up in Cali, but don't pay for that. Whoa, the media don't cover it up like he ain't your head, whoa. No, turn it up in case we got coppers listening during the ghetto. You know, this way we can pick up some steam. This what happens when the devil not you let him in. Nah, I don't care about who this offends. Get some gangster disciples on your side. Maybe to stop shooting the police. No, here's the other thing about these rats. They think they're the gangsters. These nickel and dime fentanyl movers, drug dealers, heroin, weight movers. They think they're the gangsters. They don't understand. The real gangster is your politician, your alderman. That's the real gangster. And not only doesn't he ever go to jail, he gets a pension at the end. So you want to be hard? You want to get a gangster? Stop putting that face ink all over your face and shooting innocent people. Run for office like a real American gangster. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, this is a golden opportunity because you're one of the only ones on the radio that can explain the front-running and the insider trading, and you do it consistently because you have a background in finance. You can understand it, and you explain it consistently. When I called yesterday when I said to make a website about it, I meant make a news website where you compile your, you know, who's inside trading in the You know, this company right here, Salem, has Salem Network. I was uh, asked to be on... Uh, Andy, uh, Andrew uh, Wilkow show, and I was last week for the first time. I'm hoping he liked it because I want to get on there because this needs to be explained. This is not about, see, the ghettos, they're just useful idiots. 
The money is where it's all about. It's all about the money. There is no climate change. It has nothing to do with climate. Everybody knows these idiots can't control anything. You can't get the weather right for tomorrow morning, these idiots. But they can scare the morons. You can scare the morons, and they'll just shut up while you steal trillions, not billions anymore. This is a trillion, trillions and trillions of dollars being stolen from the people in all countries. And these evil son of a guns are making... Job out your website. All right. Job out your website. I got to figure out Frontrunnercigarlounge.com. No, I'll just go with the capitalist junior. I'm going to rebuild that thing. I got to talk to my guy at at, uh, American Eagle. That Tony's the best guy in the world. Uh, It's after we launch High Tide Cream. Let's go with uh, Tom in Bolingbrook. Tom. Hey, Sean, love the show. Uh, great to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call. I got a question. I was hoping that there's a possibility that we have a massive red wave we, in November. We take the House back, we take the Senate back, and then we'll have a new speaker who will be Republican or hopefully a conservative. And then we impeach both these two cockroaches and we put the speaker in. Tom, you know what, what I like think? about you? Yeah, I could tell right now. You just got that good guy quality. Because you think it's there's a legitimate chance. You don't understand the sewer of corruption, the mafia, how they stole the last presidential election, and now they got it down pat, brother. They got the ballot harvesting. They got the absentee ballots, not to mention they got their army of pension roaches that will talk to you, Tom, during work. Like, I get it. You're right. They're ruining the country. Then go behind the curtain and vote for their mystical, magical pensions. The problem, brother is that they've got the system down where the guys like you and me and Squirrel and Honey Bunny, we fund the roaches. All they got to do is put lipstick on that pig and buy our complacency. Well, one day turns into two, turns into a year, and before you know it, you forgot about the bill that was going to rescue America, and it goes to rescue their bull dung pensions. That's the problem. The system has been corrupted, and until the handcuffs are put on the only people that are supposed to have them, the government... You're just going to get more nonsense. Number one, first things first, anybody in office caught front-running information does life. Their relatives get all their money taken away. It goes towards the national debt. They get life. Now you'll stop it. But then, you know, we could, we could fix this all. You want to turn ghettos into Disney World? Anybody convicted of a felony never gets welfare. Next thing you know, you'll be able to drive with your windows down, smoking cigars and everything through the ghettos. Have a good time, Tom. We could celebrate. We could, we could fix this all. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings and salutations, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Well, uh, the situation with any kind of uh, so-called climate change uh, uh, situation for the United States, cutting back on you know any kind of uh, CO2 emissions, uh, I think all those uh, coal plants that are uh, springing up like weeds in China are putting out far more pollution, particulates, uh, mercury. Well, this is what Biden, the, the, was, the whole Biden was paid for that. Biden was bribed $31 million to destroy American prosperity and enrich the Chinese communists. He was bribed. His crack-smoking scumbag son was bribed, and he's doing it. He's just following through on the bribe. Just like he was yeah, bribed by Ehor. got their money's worth. Right. They got their money. It's the greatest bribe China ever did. Just like Ihor Kolomoisky pretending to be the government of Ukraine bribed him so that we would give the tornadoes and the Azovs Nazis. We would give them money and weapons, billions of dollars. They triple their lobbyists. They come back to Washington, D.C. Everybody who likes girls will go to a strip train. All you other freaks will take you to Boys Town, whatever you want. Have a good time. 
Stakes are on the house. Oh, I'm getting sick and tired of red it. Wave. I Just see. one thought. The words of Boris Badenoff come to mind. Yeah, Never yeah. underestimate the power of a schnook. I like it. Red wave my derriere. This is, you're talking about trillions of dollars of fraud and scams, and the American people keep putting mustard on it and voting Democrat. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I'm looking at the callers, and it's aggravating. It's aggravating. Let's go to the guy who's going to aggravate me the most, Robert Bloomingdale. Now, Sean, how do I aggravate you? I agree with you on just about everything you say. But you're going to tell me about one of these meathead Irishmen, one of these yeah. short-in-the-pants drunk scumbags. You're going to tell me about an actual daily family member, yes. aren't you? And what yes. are you going to tell me? Go ahead. Ruin everyone's day. Well, I'm sorry. We're, having, we're sitting there having spaghetti and pizza tonight, and the wife and I were talking. And the question is, since Patrick Daly Thompson was uh, – Put in jail and ousted off the city council. Is he receiving a state pension from the state of Illinois? Can we bet on it? I think he is. What do you think? Oh, I wouldn't bet against that, and I like betting. I normally like any action. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole because these Irish mafia, short in the pants, they're going to protect their own, and their own has the last name daily. This meathead is going to get everything plus all the kickbacks while he was away. Yeah. That system is still running in power. After all, he's a daily. Look at what they got away with. Just pick a daily. Pick a scandal. You want to talk about the only one that could get out of a room without a lit exit sign? The bald one? How much corruption was he involved in? He did it the old-fashioned way. He brokered the corruption. That's the cleanest way to do it. Now you almost look like a businessman instead of a two-bit gangster who can spell. That's all he is. Thank you, Robert. Hey, pre- yeah, brother. Yeah. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, you know, here's my question. You get a job like that, you get in the office, you know, it's one of those what-the-heck-are-you-thinking moments. Why would you, I mean, it's like working in retail or if I'm working for you and I'm stealing from your store. I mean, what, I mean, common no, sense no, no. would be Robert, case. Robert, you don't think like a, an American. Don't think like an honest man. Think like a gangster. It's money for nothing and chicks for free. You just yep. keep his wife away from a ruler, and she's buying Louis Vuitton on Michigan Avenue, pretending yep. he's a success. It's gangster. I love it. Guy, Glendale Heights. Hey, Sean Thompson, first-time caller. I've been listening to you for uh, for about nine months now. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I love you, man. I love everything you talk about. I just heard you mention the um, Azov Battalion. I did some intel the other night. I did intel and found out that uh, Azov Battalion is actually linked to the Patriot Front. So, you know, if you want to do some research, look that up. Uh, to all my boys out there, I want to say a hoo-hoo. Did, you, did, you, did you hear about the tornadoes, too? Did you know about that? No. Did you hear my show no. yesterday? You didn't hear my show yesterday? No, I did not. No, oh. I did not. Brother, I'm going to play this I for you because that- we're running out of time. And it's important. Okay. In Ukraine and Russia, Tornado is a name that is soaked with infamy. A Ukrainian battalion so murderous, sadistic, and perverted that even the Ukrainian government wanted them gone. Yet, seven years on, after their arrest and disbandment, their headquarters still stands in what remains of a school. 
It's been seven years since tornadoes spray-painted this insignia onto the walls of their school. It was shut down soon afterwards. The kids couldn't come back to what they had turned this place into, a, a torture pit full of misery and pain. But much more recently, just two weeks ago, another neo-Nazi volunteer battalion was also stationed here, and that is Azov. They also defiled the walls with their own insignia. You can argue which is worse. Azov nationalists butchered thousands of civilians in Mariupol, but tornado, it was so much more revolting, say even Ukrainian officials. When the tornado commanders were detained, their mobile phones were seized. There was some scary footage on those phones, footage of sex orgies and rape. There were rapes they took pictures as they tortured Ukrainian citizens during the Civil War, and you just gave them 60 billion dollars and what about the climate i like when ukrainians joke around about blowing up an oil refinery i love it oh look at sergey pass the goes an oil refinery what about the climate sign an executive order then give more billions away what a scam it's great if you're in on it 312-642-5600 this is the sean thompson show where democrats are always wrong republicans are seldom right and politicians are never ever to be trusted on am 560 the answer from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Pandemic my Durbin. It's not a pandemic. It's an act of war. Anybody with an IQ over 60 that can read and think understands that. Bat kissed a frog, jumped on a dolphin. You have to be an absolute moron. Pfizer opens up a research and development lab in 2009. Fauci's been using a front, Desac, investing in numerous, numerous viruses and, and scandal. Proposed as science. It's ridiculous. And he's been getting bribed. And he's been getting bribed for decades. What has he ever been right about except this and the kind of money that could be made? That's how I've viewed this since the beginning. But I'm not an expert on China. I just pay attention. Our next guest is an expert on China. He's written more books than any Democrat has ever read. His name is Stephen Mosher. He's the president of Population Research Institute. He's also a leading authority on China. I've talked to him in the past. I've had the great honor. He's got a new book out. I can't wait to talk about it. Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. How have you been? Oh, I've been great, Sean. And, uh, of course, I was buoyed by the news a couple of days ago that the, the wrongest man in America who goes by the name of Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, has said he's going to retire. Unfortunately, he's not retiring now. He may wait another year or two to retire. And, and my thought is, why wait, Tony? Do it now. You know. 
Well, it's the so Chicago the gangster plan. You wait till you're too old. Then if you do get indicted by some fluke, somebody stumbles against evidence they can't possibly deny. By the time you go to court, you're at Queen of Heaven Cemetery. See, it's a brilliant plan. We normally don't see it outside of Chicago politics, but it's nice when it comes together. But I'm more interested in this. I really do. I believe that this is an act of war. And it worked exactly as it was strategized by the Chinese Communist Party. It's why they bribed so many American politicians and why they're so interwoven with pretend media outlets here in America. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I've got a whole chapter summarizing uh, the whole history of China's bioweapons program, which has been uh, in, 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 in full vigor since actually the communists came to power and took over the old uh, Japanese bioweapons lab in Manchuria, which once was a Japanese colony. And they worked on anthrax and smallpox in the 80s and 90s. And then, and then, and then, they understood from Fauci uh, in Fauci-funded labs in the United States that you could engineer coronaviruses. And they learned the techniques from the University of North Carolina lab run by Ralph Berry. Uh, they also spent the head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that famous place, uh, Sir Jung Lee. Dr. Sher spent some time at the University of Texas at Galveston and learned how to splice and dice coronavirus, coronavirus uh, genomic backbones. And she went back to China and did exactly that. The surprising thing, I think, for Americans is that, uh, um, that Dr. Fauci not only uh, taught her her trade, but actually funded her lab, not realizing, I, I guess he didn't realize, how could he not have realized that the Chinese Communist Party has been at war with us for decades, regards us as their chief opponent, their chief enemy, their chief adversary, and has long felt that there isn't enough room on the planet for both of us. Uh, either one day the Chinese Communist Party will dominate the world, or the Chinese Communist Party will lose uh, to the Western system of government. And they're intending to win. And the release of the coronavirus was the release of a bioweapon on the world. And my goodness, the most effective weapon in world history. Killed millions and uh, caused trillions of dollars in economic damage. And guess what? No consequences for the country, the Communist Party that released it. Stephen, I think what frustrates me the most is that I was optimistic that freedom and liberty would sweep across all people and that they would demand to be free. They would push off the slavery that these totalitarian governments have wielded for thousands of years. China is the best example of how freedom and liberty have been stifled and murdered. The people have been expendable is an understatement of the way the Chinese Communist Party thinks of them. And they are winning because what they did is they bought the cheapest prostitution in America, political prostitution. And information now can be ignored because they have the Pravda version, and we call it our mainstream media. This is obvious for anybody that wants to look into it. 2009, Pfizer opens up an R&D lab in China. Why? Why would they possibly do that? They collaborated and colluded, and they made trillions of dollars. Are you optimistic, though? Because I'm seeing in Europe, I'm seeing in Australia, I'm seeing in different parts of the world a little bit more integrity, a little bit more honesty in the reporting of this. The, ironically, the one place you're seeing the least of it is the place that is supposed to be beat, built on freedom and a free press. Yeah, uh, China has uh, made a lot of enemies around the world, the Chinese Communist Party, I should say. And when I say China, of course, I don't mean the Chinese people who are the first and foremost victims of the Chinese Communist Party, which has killed 
uh, about 100 million of them since taking power in 1949. And if you add in the, the little victims of the one-child policy, uh, those who were sacrificed to forced abortion at nine months of pregnancy or killed right after birth or left to die by the side of the road by female, by female infanticide, uh, the death toll is probably a half billion people, 500 billion million people. So th- this is the biggest killing machine in human history. But they've been so aggressive overseas that countries surrounding China, Japan, Australia, India, are now taking the lead in demanding, really pushing along the uh, tottering Biden administration to do more in terms of, of defending uh, the world uh, against Chinese tyranny. And, uh, and even NATO recently said, to my somewhat surprise, that China was a threat and that NATO would be concerned about preserving security in the Pacific. I just hope it's not too late um, because the, 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 the day is far gone and we are now losing ground uh, every day under this administration, which seems incapable of blaming China for the coronavirus, which is where the bioweapon came from. It seems incapable of taking China's name in vain in any respect. It seems incapable of demanding uh, properly reparations from China for the people injured and killed and for the businesses uh, that were shut down because of this bioweapon that was released upon the world. And unless there are reparations paid, unless there are consequences for the Chinese Communist Party, for releasing this bioweapon on the world, they will do it again. Stephen, however, I do think they got, you know, they bribed the Bidens fair and square. They gave this scumbag $31 million that we can trace. They own uh, uh, how many Congress people? And I don't just mean the one that slept with uh, Matahari. What's his name? Swalwell. They had Diane Feinstein's driver for 20 years. They've infiltrated all aspects of our government. And more importantly, they've, they've infiltrated aspects of big pharma, and they're the ones who are profiting. And on side of this, and I know you didn't write about this, look at how they're kicking our teeth in when it comes to the energy sector. We've been outflanked, and the party that's done it specifically is the party in power in America. Couple that with the technological advances that China has on the Americans, the weakness in our electoral system. And we know that those machines are accessible by the Internet. Why would they allow the opposition to win ever again in the future? Well, that's 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 a big question. I mean, I think we have one more election, maybe two, in order to get this right. But make no mistake, uh, the Chinese Communist Party knows how to infiltrate an open society uh, like the one we have in the United States. They place advertisements in the major media in our country, in the New York uh, Times and the Washington Post. So they buy influence that way. They have lobbyists on Wall Street. Uh, working for them. The Fortune 500 companies that have gone into China have all become, uh, to some respect, extensions of the Chinese state because you can't be in China unless you do the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party, and that includes helping make U.S.-China policy in Washington, D.C., indirectly through the lobbyists. Uh, they are, you know, advancing on, on all fronts. So, uh, But people need to know that after the collapse of the Soviet Union, when we were all excited about the possibility that there was a wave of freedom and democracy sweeping the world. The Chinese Communist Party saw it coming to China. What did they do? Well, they had killed 10,000 students in the capital city of their country on June 4th of 1989, the Tiananmen Massacre. They put in place a uh, propaganda program in the schools called the Patriotic Education Program, dissing uh, Western capitalism, Western democracy, human rights. Xi Jinping is a clone of Chairman Mao. He's been building up the military as fast as he can. And he said openly that China uh, rejects the idea of the rule of law. They reject human rights. 
They reject the free market. Uh, they reject limited government. Uh, and they want to write their own history. They want to write their own ideology. And anyone who questions it is an enemy of the people. So uh, these people are bent on domination. And, and the bioweapons release was part of that plan, uh, which is getting, I'm afraid, ever closer to fruition. I was having an interesting conversation that I know you'll appreciate today. I have uh, an older gentleman friend of mine in a cigar store down here in Naples, Florida. And he was a CEO of a Fortune 100 company. And he dealt with um, acquisitions, and he was telling me about this case where he was involved in selling a company he had taken public, and he was dealing with uh, Chinese investors. And he said there was one guy in the corner who just sat there and he didn't say a word throughout the whole hour meeting. And it was about solar panels. And the, the making of solar panels has very bad chemicals that kill mm-hmm. people. And it, it, the chemical plant was on top of the mountain. And the village was underneath. And my friend said, well, well, how does that make sense? Doesn't it just infiltrate the water? And aren't you worried about the people? And the guy who didn't say anything, who obviously was a representative of the government, got up and said, don't worry, we have a lot of Chinese. They view their people as expendable. They have no loyalty to their people because their people are not important. What's important is the party. And that party is the one that has infiltrated and bastardized America under the guise of property rights. And I'm curious, because you are an expert in China, is there any foreign government that can own real estate in China? (laughs) There's not a single American-owned or foreign-owned farm in the People's Republic of China. All land is the property of the state, which means property of the Chinese Communist Party. Even the Chinese people can't own land. They are simply leased land on a a 49-year lease by the Chinese Communist Party which can take it back at any time. And, of course, uh, during the construction boom of the last 20 years, they've been stealing money from villagers uh, left, right, and center uh, and uh, feathering their own nests in the process. Enormous amounts of corruption in China. But people are a disposable commodity to the Chinese Communist Party. They treat people the same way they treat any other resource that they control. They exploit it. Uh, they use it up. They wear it out. And at the end of the day, if they, if they kill it, uh, they, they've got a lot more people, as uh, that official said openly. We have representatives in this country that do not lobby for the property rights of American citizens as they view them of uh, vehicles of revenue. Yet those same so-called American representatives argue and represent the Chinese Communist Party to own not just farms, Vast amounts of business real estate, vast amounts of companies in this country. How in the world are we going to fend off the attack of the Chinese Communist Party when our representatives represent them? How could we win this? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, China has learned how to work the American system. And, and remember, the Chinese Communist Party came to power in the 1940s because it used the very openness of national China against it. They had in nationalist China controlled territory. They had radio stations. They had they had newspapers uh, that that spouted communist propaganda. They're doing the same thing in the United States today with the Confucius Institutes, with the radio stations, with the advertisements, using American businesses invested in China to lobby on their behalf. We have nothing equivalent in China. We should demand strict reciprocity. If they want to own a radio station here, we should have a radio station in China. We don't. I helped to set up Radio Free Asia back in 1991, 1992. I was on the commission that did that. Guess where our radio stations broadcasting news and information into China are located? They're located in Thailand, 
not in China itself. That would be forbidden. We own no farmland, no radio station. Uh, we talked about years ago when China first set up the Confucius Institutes at American universities. We said, well, we want to set up George Washington Institutes uh, at Beijing University, Shanghai University. The Chinese Communist Party said, no, absolutely not. You know, what I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking about how many Wall Street from Jamie Dimon to the head of Blackstone to the head of BlackRock, how many Goldman Sachs, how many of them are part-time professors in the Chinese universities? And you realize that th we've gone complacent into the Chinese communist corruption. We are, we are one of the C's in the CCCP or whatever the hell it is. And it's all because we've been sold out by both representatives in this country, and people who are supposed to represent American propertyism referred to as capitalism. And it's a disappointing thing because as you got started in your career, I read a lot of your books. I couldn't read all of them. It's because you love the people. It was always, it's the same thing in Ukraine. Love the people, hate the corrupt oligarch-run government. Nothing represents that more than China. They keep getting stronger as our politicians guarantee they're going to weaken our freedoms and our property rights for our own benefit. I have to think they are loving this because this is a bipartisan problem. Trump made a huge mistake with Hong Kong, and Joe Biden is doing exactly what they paid his crack-smoking son for, Has, isn't he? Well, I think he's compromised, obviously. Uh, the, the Biden crime family has uh, gone into business with the criminal conspiracy that rules China, and both have profited in different ways. Uh, the, the coffers of the Biden family have been fattened, by bribes from China. China has gotten a weak uh, U.S.-China policy that appears to be getting even weaker. Not only will the Biden administration not call out China for releasing the coronavirus on the world and killing Americans and killing off part of the economy for a couple of years, uh, they won't even call out uh, uh, China for its aggression uh, in the South China Sea, for its continued moves militarily to take back Taiwan, which they constantly threaten to do. Uh, but what, what surprises me is that uh, China senses weakness, and the Chinese Communist Party has been increasingly open in a way that they wouldn't have five years ago under Trump, yeah. uh, in a way they wouldn't have 20 years ago. Uh, they openly laugh at us now in international meetings. Uh, they openly, you, can, you have seen your Communist Party officials, if you uh, understand Chinese as I do, uh, saying openly to audiences in China, uh, it's easy to get your way in America, you just offer a bag of money to a politician, and if one bag isn't enough, you offer two or three, and you'll eventually get your way. I mean, that's how they regard us as, as corrupt and easily compromised. Because and the that's right, how they seize power in China. these communist bastards are right. The new book is called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemic. Stephen Mosher, you are one of my favorites. I truly appreciate it. I want you back because I want to go into a little bit more of the money, and then I want to help you name your new book, The American Collapse Made in China. What do you think? <laughs> I, I would find that book very painful to write, but uh, <laughs> I've always been a, been a truth-sayer, which has gotten me in all kinds of trouble. Well, it's also got you a lot of fans, and I'm one of them. Stephen Mosier, Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics, the latest in a plethora. How many have you written? 26? Oh, no, no. Only half that number, but I'm, I'm not done yet. Uh, so it's a baker's I, dozen. There, 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 All right. <laughs> right. Very good. Well, listen, Stephen, I, I hope you keep it up because I find each one fantastic, and you write it from the perspective of always protecting the citizen and always taking on the, the worst part of humanity, which is the government. Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you.
We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Try Jesus, not me. Because I throw hands. Try Jesus. Please don't try me. Because I fight. I know what he said about getting slapped. But if you touch me or mine, we gonna have to scrap. So... Squirrel Hands on the Turntable found a song, another song I like. Excellent, excellent, Squirrel. All right, let's go to Rich in Indian Head Park. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful, Rich, how are you? Uh, listen, uh, do you think that the 30% of the country that approves of what Biden, how Biden's running the country are finally going to open up their eyes and realize uh, the country's in uh, in trouble uh because of what his wife said, she doesn't Rich, even think that he can do the job. Let's call her the presidential what? fluffer. Give her the right title. Here's your thing you got to keep in mind, Rich. You think of things like a good person, like most people do. There was a poll that let out. You remember when he was asked a question and he got all mad? And he went, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. 92% yeah. of them said he'll, they'll vote for him if he's running again. That's all you need to know. It's like the sewer right. of Chicago. You could put Lori Lightfoot in, if that doesn't deter you. You could put Tony Preckwinkle. You could put a tomato can up. A tomato can. If that tomato can says Democrat, these welfare roaches and the predators in on the welfare schemes, they'll vote for anything. Anything. Take a look at some of these people. And I don't just mean Pritzker. You know, given the pick of Illinois Democrats, he's actually not the worst or the fattest. Kathleen Willis out of Melrose Park. You take a look at that beauty queen. Let me tell you something. You cannot digest looking at her. Not even a chance. And it doesn't one other matter. Thing, Sean. Yeah. All the Melrose Parkers, all my old guys, vote for her. Yeah. Kathleen Willis. I saw my buddy with her on the sign on, on, the, on the yard. I said, why don't you put her out on the yard? It'll be like one of those things the kids could jump on her and everything. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, there's one other thing. I have to agree with you. I, I think the Republicans got to keep their guard up because they're talking about this red wave, but Poppycock. Democrats run things. Here. I don't. Uh, I don't trust it myself. Take a look at Illinois Republican. We mean like Adam Kinzinger, punk. Never did a damn thing in his life. He's worth more money than half of the guys I traded with. Never did an honest day's work in his miserable, useless, backstabbing life. And he's worth millions. That's an Illinois Republican, and he is the gem of them. And in fact, here's another thing you're facing. This is that scum, Conway. You know he makes Wayne Newton look like a cowboy. This guy, he's one of those Lincoln Project Republicans. You remember the pedophiles? Oh, what a scum crew they are. They're the spear tip of the never-Trumpers like Tom and Deer Park and the rest of the scum never-Trumpers. You remember the Lincoln Project, guys? There are new allegations surfacing this morning against the top Republican strategist and co-founder of the anti-Trump group, the Lincoln Project. The New York Times is reporting John Weaver, who worked on the presidential campaigns of John McCain and John Kasich, 
allegedly sent unsolicited and sexually provocative messages to young men online, sometimes offering to help them get work in politics and, in some cases, allegedly asking for lewd photos. The Times cited interviews with 21 men, including Cole Trickle Miele, who provided screenshots of the interaction he alleges the messages began in 2015 when he was just 14 years old. 14 years old, they sent pictures that are Schwansteigers, that are kids, the whole nine yards. Here he is, Kellyanne Conway's husband, who makes Richard Simmons look like a cowboy. Do you think Donald Trump, assuming he's going to run, it would announce before the midterms? And what impact do you think that would have? Well, I think he's, I think he's definitely going to announce. I think he's telegraphing that. I think he can't help himself. I think that he thinks that this is his way of undermining the investigation against him and immun- Now, sugar in the tank, Conway, he gets on CNN. Gloria Vanderbilt's son gets on CNN, gets all the media attention because he gets to slam Trump. These are the Republicans you think are going to save you? The red wave? How many of these side saddle scumbags are going to get in? Organizing himself against the investigation by saying, ah, this is all political. Look at this. They want to stop me from winning and becoming president again. And I'm going to save the country and so on and so forth. And I think um, this is going to be, you know, he's going to wage a campaign that's basically going to be about himself and declaring that he's been persecuted by, by the Democrats and by Liz Cheney. Do you think part of him announcing is to freeze the Republican field? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, oh, I think. Please. Why don't you guys go for a ride in a forest preserve to both of you? In the meantime, you're not only up against the mafia, you're up against this scum in the Republican Party. And what else do they like to do? struck but kind of you know like oh okay this is cool this is somebody higher up who's who's reaching out um and and that was fine the messages over the years um got more concerning and and suggestive sexually suggestive and in a statement to abc news weaver suggested that he believed the messages were consensual stating in part i am so yeah because a 14 year old boy could consent to a lincoln project republican after all they're never trumpers they got that going for him. Tom in Blue Island. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, uh, boy, I love, love you hitting the Lincoln Project scumbags. Oh, please. Did you see uh, it on CNN? The subject, uh, He's got, I'm going through another fire at one of these fertilizer plants. Is there some kind of eco-terrorism going on here? I don't know. If it was, I would look for a Chinese campaign contributor to one of the many Democrat congressmen. I think we could start there. Dave in Wheaton. Hey, Sean, uh, regarding the uh, the land uh, sales uh, in the United States, uh, uh, someone was pointing out that the communists like to buy up land like they did in Africa and cause control the food supply yeah. and then and cause famines. And, and Ted Turner, Ted Turner is buying up uh, billionaires. In the United States are buying up tons of land in, in the interior of the United States. I feel better about so, Ted Turner buying it than that nerd. Uh, Bill Gates, who's the second largest owner. And as far as the Chinese buying up land, I like what they do when our military-industrial, corrupt military-industrial complex abandons countries, turns it over to the Taliban. I like how they just buy the mineral rights, the whole country. They own it all for Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. And, 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 and Sean, you think, what, what? You think You think we're going to win an election and change that? They're on a thousand-year plan. We've got Lincoln Republicans who are more interested in doing their hair like Lady Godiva 
and undermining people who want to fight for the country. Sean, one of the things about the, the Chinese calling us corrupt, our, our politicians, which is true, they remember the Great Wall of China, uh, they paid off, uh, they built this Great Wall, and the enemies just paid uh, one Chinese guy, and they entered through the wall because they bribed a, a, a Chinese uh, guard. So it, the same turnabout's fair play. They're, like maybe we can, maybe corrupt. we could, it, maybe when China does take over, at least they'll finally build a wall. Thank you very much. Let's go to Nancy, a real woman, and Addison with a fun fact. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Sean. Just a fun fact. Kathleen Willis ran as a Republican for many, many years until she went to a party and was introduced to the Madigan family. Really? And they promised her this seat, and uh -huh. she got that seat, and that's where she's been ever since. I know she didn't meet him at the gym. Did you ever take a good look no. at Kathleen Willis? Honey, I turn my back every time she's in a break. Oh, you could smell her through the TV. She smells like beef, oh, cheese, yeah. and urine. We call it O'Hare cologne. Thank you very much, Nancy. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Honey Bunny just took a look at that Nancy Kimmy for the first time. She's a real lovely peach size of a Volkswagen Beetle. I think she just puts her makeup on a Frisbee, slaps herself in the face with it. She's so real. We got another beauty queen here. And the reason that Ted Danson has no credibility as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if he was on a Viagra Chevis intravenous drip, but for some reason he found Whoopi Goldberg and the lack of her eyebrows irresistible. This weekend, President Biden took a trip to Saudi Arabia. He didn't have to go to Saudi Arabia, however, to find a country that's violating human rights or a country that's opposing oh, women. Oh, Whoopi, you're lucky you didn't go to Saudi Arabia. You'd have three of those inbred, inbred Saudis riding you, you big whale. She's another one. They must have quite a food fest over there at The View. The View's getting awful rough. And these you Democrats... Lord, come get some dinner. She really is disgusting. She's disgusting, but they're disgusting looking. Some people have disgusting character. And the disgusting character was on display in the Capitol today. What's her name? Bracey? Bracey Sherman. Bracey Sherman. Here's what this peach has to say about a lot of things. I owe my life to an abortion. Not only mine, but because shortly after Roe v. Wade, a black woman was able to have an abortion in Illinois. She was in a relationship that wasn't right for her, and it allowed her to move on attend nursing school and marry a fellow student and have a child with him. As my mother, um, that child was me. And as my mother told me, Renee, I chose you. That is exactly what abortion is about. Really? What about uh, your sister or your brother? They didn't get to make it. So why don't your mother just name you Lucky? And once these children are born, immigrant children are caged apart from their families. Trans children are turned into political fodder. Young students are murdered in their schools. And black and brown parents live in anxiety about the day their children encounter the police. These issues are not separate from abortion. What? They are the realities we consider when weighing whether we want to bring another life into this country. She sounds like Margaret, Margaret Sanger. So if you're a minority, if you don't have a lot of money... You're better off killing a kid. After all, the kid's going to have a miserable time. And, you know, I guess if this is the option of being your mother, whew, never thought I'd say it, might have a point. I'm uh, asking the questions. That's my floor. Dr. Francis. 
Yes, so I would define a successful abortion actually by defining what is considered a failed abortion, and that would be when the baby is born alive. Because again, according to the Royal College of OBGYNs, the purpose of an abortion is to produce a dead fetus, and the act of the abortion should accomplish that. And again, this is part of of information that women should know, that when they are undergoing an abortion, there is a possibility that their child could be born alive. Don't worry. We've got infanticide for that. The scum of the earth fighting to kill their kids, calling it a right. These are Democrats. Scum of the earth. And the vast majority of them look like it. Take a look at Kathleen Willis. Ask the evil Google machine. Just make sure you ate hours beforehand. Matt, South Bend. Hey, I was just hearing about that NASCAR event in downtown Chicago when uh, wondering how many guns they get inside the car. Has that been uh, determined yet? No, but I can't wait to see the NASCAR interview when the first NASCAR driver in the history of NASCAR gets carjacked. Thank you very much, Matt. Keep explaining that. All right, what else? Should we go to one of these? Let's go, let's go to one of these other roaches. I didn't think I could be pregnant for another moment. I hoped it would all go away. And when it didn't, every day I considered throwing myself down the stairs as I had seen in movies and in history books. One night, I drank an unsafe amount of alcohol, believing it would cause a miscarriage. It didn't. Thankfully, I went to my appointment and received my abortion. We'd have been better off if the kid lived and you threw yourself down the stairs. See, that's winning. You can figure out ways to win. Because these evil bastards have no idea, no perspective of what the point of your own life is. The point of your own life is for the future of humanity. Not just you and your whims using abortion as, as, as protection. What, what the hell is going on? But then again, we've got such great thinkers. We are turning to America's new philosophers. Because plenty of states that we live in are doing the same thing, remove protected rights from women, mm. disallowing them control over their body. No, but we're giving the baby a crack, you eyebrowless cow. Whoopi, who I think's real name isn't Whoopi. In fact, I think it's Karen, Karen Johnson. Whoopi Goldberg, why would you pick that name? Hmm. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. One of the most corrupt and greatest examples of government failure is... Obamacare, 50% less hospitals, 50% less health care providers, 400% higher premiums, among the other failures in America. We are one of only two countries in which drug companies can directly advertise. Are you depressed? Do you feel shame? Take a pill. We've also got another problem. It's called addiction. Although it's not a problem if you're providing that. Obamacare seems to have a cover-out for you. I wanted to bring on a professional to discuss how we could fix things, and I found one. His name is Edmund Heiselmeyer. He is a healthcare expert in just not just policy, but in markets. He's also at the Heritage Foundation. Ed, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. 
So we spend, uh, as of 2020, $12,530 per citizen in this country. My premium as a small business owner, and I have never been to the doctor since 1982, except when my wife begged me this last year. And uh, my premium has gone up 400%. It is now, for a family of four under Obamacare, between 22 and 2500 a month. How can we possibly sustain this kind of failure? Well, we can't, and that, that's the problem. They keep wanting to paper over uh, the problem with you know subsidies, but that's just taxing somebody or borrowing, which is even worse, or printing it, which is even worse than that, uh, to cover the uh, cost. <clears throat> so uh, what they need to do, and this is what we're hoping to see in a uh, new Congress with, and hopefully with a new president, is to start working on actual reductions in the cost of care. And that means forcing providers uh, to be more transparent about what they charge and giving people incentives to shop. I mean, right now you could shop for medical care, but does your premium go down if you do it? Do you get any shared savings with your insurer? No. So we can can change that. We can incentivize that. I I could just tell you as a guy that, uh, you know, before I got the job on radio, this was a major, major issue right because you have a family sure. you're raising kids you're sending them to private school you're living and you're taking out of a of, of a family of four twenty five thousand dollars a year and when push comes to shove you're in this socialist orchestrated con job of health care in this country when the real problem is we've got what 80 percent of the or 60 percent of the country is clinically obese 80 percent of all health care costs are directly because of obesity and other problems we've got drug addicts through the roof i mean the reality is nobody gets out alive is there such a thing as a socialist health care system that works no there isn't and but let me uh, take you back a little bit beyond the socialist because you're right about that but at its core and this is true of these national health systems and this is what so much uh the real problem with government is it becomes about the providers and the institutions not the patients. So whether you're looking at a completely government-run system, a half-government-run system like ours, uh, or even some other systems like what we used to have before the government expanded, too much of it is focused on, well, what's in it for the doc? What's in it for the hospitals? You should see these lobbyists. They cannot tell you what anything costs in the hospital, but they can tell you Oh, well, you've got to give us this so that we don't go broke. And that's a. a, See, this is the problem is they're not being forced to justify what they do. You said as a small businessman. I mean, I remember starting when I was like 15 working in a one off. It wasn't a chain, it was just a few guys and set up a pizza joint and sub shop. You know, the owners, they could tell, they told us, you know, you can drink as much soda as you want while you're working, just don't waste the cups because the cups cost more than the sodas. They knew what everything cost. Right. You go ask a hospital executive to walk through the hospital and say, well, what does this cost? What does that cost? They can't tell you. All they can tell you is the big top-line numbers. And if they can't make their big top-line numbers, they either want the insurers to pay them or they want the government to give them a subsidy. You know what's astonishing to me is the amount of hospitals and health care providers we lost since Obamacare has been implemented. It's, it's, it's astonishing. The hospital where my kids are born, closed down. People have well, been doctors, their, their insurance premiums, you know, skyrocketed. They had to capitulate and conform to these new left foot in, left foot out nonsense. There's never been a system that incentivized the actual provider. 
which is the only system that would work. You want to treat people and not bill them or they can't pay? You get to write it off dollar for dollar of your taxes. We could, we had the best system in the world, and we ruined it. Well, we actually, and, and here's the good news, because I, don't, I, I want people to understand there's some good news and there's some ways to fix it. One is there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there looking at ways to lower the cost and provide a better service. And start, let's start with the doctors. Uh, the concept of direct primary care. Why pay fee for service? The doctor says, look, I'm just going to be on retainer. 50 bucks a month on your doc. Call me when you need me. Come in yeah. for these visits that we set up, et cetera. No separate billing, et cetera. I can give you tests at cost. I'll pass this stuff through to you. This is a model that works. It worked very well during the pandemic. People who had that, their docs were already doing telehealth. They right. were already, you know, because they already said, you know, I, I, I can, I mean, a doc will, t- a primary care doc can tell you, look, when you call them up in the middle of the night, they can, it doesn't take them long to figure out, is this something I really need to see the patient for to, to make sure, I, you know, or is it something that can be handled on the phone? They're trained. They know what they're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that a lot of stuff, if you're in a paid fee for service, you can't bill unless they come into the office. So, I mean, that's a model. The other thing is shared savings. This is really important. I, you know, I, I, there are people with apps that come to my office, you know, they, these entrepreneurs and whatnot. They can show me here in the Washington, D.C. area, go to Northern Virginia. There's a dominant hospital system. They got like nine different counties with hospitals. They've got it all sewn up, right? You can go get an MRI at any one of them and some other free state. And they charge you different. It's the same dang system. It's like McDonald's. Except each restaurant charges you a different price. <laughs> it's insane. Okay? And they're asked to do this, but here's the trick. What happens if I pick the cheaper one? Do I get rewarded? The answer is no. So one of the p- provisions we're proposing is to say, look, if your insurance company will reward you your, or your employer plan with shared savings, hey, it's going to be tax-free. You can pocket that money. Just like medical yeah. No, I, 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 I that think would start to change behavior. And you're right. You know, people say, "Oh, well, you can't shop or anything." That's absolutely right. But once you start shopping for a little, a little more, you'd be surprised. How big of a component of our actual problem is the corruption within big pharma, the corruption within the monopolies and the and the games that are played with patents versus generic. How much of this that's is a not, corporatism that's not problem? A big one. No, well, there is a corporatism problem in drugs, but it's pharmacy benefit managers, not pharma. Interestingly enough, in this country, we actually have a system that works pretty well, where we have huge incentives to develop a new drug. You can charge whatever you want, but once that drug uh, loses its market exclusivity then it's very easy for a generic company to come in. And that's why, on the one hand, we have the first new drugs and the most expensive, the latest and best, if you will, but we also lead the world in having the most generics. Over 90% of pills filled are generics in this country. How about and the, they're um, cheap. I so have a, I, what, what, what's going on is the pharmacy benefit managers are... You know, one of the perverse things is they actually have set up a system of trying to play the drug companies off one another to get more rebates to the point where they've actually encouraged the drug companies to raise prices to give a bigger discount, which is just stupid. And a lot, you, you see this special interest stuff. I mean, 
talking about drugs, the far, you can set up a, a uh, everybody's familiar with the concept of a formulary, the concept that, hey, you know, you get, you, you, you get a lower copay if you buy the generics, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Why don't we do that with doctors and hospitals? Why don't we say, hey, these are the ones that charge the best prices. I agree. For the best value. Okay, you know what? They're anti-competitive contract clauses. The hospitals say, well, we won't be in your insurer network unless you agree not to do that to us. I want to know. Now, um, that's, a, that's something where states can step in and regulate it. Yeah. But I, oftentimes, they're bought. They tried to they tried to, to to fix that in Ohio, and the hospitals got to the governor, and he vetoed it. Ed, you're talking to a guy from Illinois. The last thing you want to do I is know. turn <laughs> anything over to the state. You want to talk about an incompetent mafia? It's these states well, like well, mine. There's a federal yeah. There's a federal issue too. The federal issue is that the way antitrust law works, the federal and believe me, I know, <laughs> I personally know the guy who's Trump's. He used to be an heritage who was the general counsel for the Federal Trade Commission under President Trump. So this guy knows his antitrust law. He's testified on this. His name's Alden Abbott. He's at, at Mercatus Center. But, you know, he points out that under federal antitrust law, when it comes to these nonprofit hospitals, if it's a merger like you're talking about, yes, they can step in and say, is that anti-competitive? But if it's that kind of anti-competitive contracting, they don't have the authority to do it. So that's another piece of legislation we'd look to move in Congress. Actually, Congresswoman uh, Sparks from Indiana has just introduced a bill that would do that. Now, Ed, one thing that is a benefit of what we've experienced over the last couple of years is that most of us, myself included, who's involved in business and focusing on other areas, I had no idea the corruption that between government and the drug industry. I didn't know that uh, uh, people who worked at the NIH were getting payoffs and residual investments and were consultants. I didn't realize it was a revolving door. That's nauseating to me. Does the system have any integrity? Because it doesn't seem like it from my seat. Yes, it does. And, and, and uh, you know, I, we have been looking at what went wrong and what went right with COVID. And, and, this is difficult to say, you know, we're an expert, but let's 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 look at this. The folks at NIH, that was really bad, and you know what? They were bad all across the board on a lot of this stuff, and reform. And so was the Center for Disease Control. Reforming them is on top of the agenda, and for a whole slew of things. Now. Fortunately, they don't have regulatory authority, neither one of those departments. They've exceeded their authority, but they don't have regulatory authority. Now, the Food and Drug Administration does have regulatory authority, and by and large, they have not been corrupt, and that's a good thing. Uh, And in some ways, part of what they did was very successful, and it was very interesting because with the vac- with the development of vaccines and therapies for COVID, they were applying lessons they'd learned in recent years for speeding up cancer drugs to speed those drugs up. So I think they did a good job on that. Um, yeah, but, but they're I, ignoring a lot but, of the but, problems. I have somebody experiencing but, them right now very close to me. 
you know, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't take this vaccine if you held a 38 to my head. Well, but, but here, here's, here, here's the issue. That's where I'm going with it. What happened is, if you read what they actually approved before, and then you see what they were pushed out to do, that's very different. I was not FDA pushing. That's where I fault CDC. The other thing that I keep asking is why the heck is all the adverse event reporting for vaccines going to the Centers for Disease Control, which doesn't know it's you-know-what from an elbow, Yeah. when for every single other kind of drug, adverse medical events are reported to FDA, which the system needs work. Believe me, I've for years criticized, and, and folks are well aware that there's much better that could be done with the adverse event reporting system and trying to get a better handle once the drug is on the market on what you're learning. Because see, the problem is drugs are a discovery process. You don't learn everything before you approve it. Otherwise, nothing would ever get approved. Right. You have to learn afterwards, but you have to have a feedback loop that works. And we don't have one that works very well, and neither do other countries, by the way. But to the extent we've got one, it's at FDA, not CDC. And CDC has no idea what they're doing with this stuff. And then you couple that with the mandated, mandated. I mean, I, I have to tell you, it still yeah, astonishes me as an American to, 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 to realize what we've actually gone through the last couple of years. And you're an expert in this field. You're not a young man. Did you ever think you'd live? to see when America did something, this multi-level failure, and then the forced capitulation and cooperation and intimidation? Did you think you'd live through that? Well, I, I didn't expect it, but then again, in thinking, having lived through it, I mean, believe me, I spent, you know, those of us doing health care, especially health policy, we're actually quite busy because of COVID, yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was going on and how to prove it. And we're still busy after action. So let me tell you, my sense is that this is the domestic equivalent of what happened with 9-11 in terms of foreign and policy and national security. Remember how 9-11 took everybody by surprise yeah. and everybody said, whoa, we're not ready for this kind of thing. We got to rethink a lot of stuff. Well, that's where we are in the health policy field. My colleagues, and frankly, there are people in, the, in Congress and whatnot the same way. Uh, it's not going to happen in this Congress, but in the next two, four years, et cetera, we are looking seriously at top to bottom. How does this get redone? Because this was a disaster at I CDC, just... NIH, et cetera. Uh, yes, FDA did a pretty good job in most areas, but it could have done better in others. Um, the whole public health infrastructure at the state level, and by the way, at the national and international level. I mean, one of the things I observed, the nursing home stuff, I saw that going on in Europe before it happened in the U.S., before it happened in New York. And I was looking at that, and I said, my God, the problem is both here and there, there I, the public health bureaucracy's idea of surveillance to see what's going on is call up the ER and ask them. They're not looking at the nursing homes. They had no idea what was going on in those countries, just like New York had no idea. Yeah. The only one who did was the Secretary of Health in uh, but, uh, Florida. But you're, you're a brilliant guy. 
you're a brilliant guy. I find it hard to believe if, if this was just me and you making decisions and I said, Ed, should we stick these sick people with the old people? I think you would have said, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. It's preposterous to me. Not only that, Ed, here we are. We've got how many vaccine companies? We've got vaccines. We've got boosters. We've got all the rest of it. I'm looking at the numbers today. There's 128,515. Last year at this time, there were 31,000. The deaths today, 273 a year ago. Today, with all this nonsense, 424. Not to mention, yeah, do you see Governor Pritzker? He's 435 no. pounds, five foot six, telling me what I have to put in my body. And he sits there <laughs> yeah. with COVID after he's all boosted in the rest of it. I'm not buying a lick of it, Ed. But I got good people like you fighting for me. And I need you to do that because I'm not going to be forced yeah. into this. Right? And, I, I, and the force yeah. is where I got a big problem. And I'm sure the people at Heritage don't Oh, like I agree. That. I, I, no, I absolutely agree with you on that. I mean, th- this is the whole mantra all and on again. The whole point, and this is how FDA should and does operate, which is this is what we know they put there. This is what we know. This is what we don't know. It's up to you and your doctor to decide if this is right for you, given this information. And that's where it should have been from the beginning. I love it. Edmund Hazelmeyer, Heritage Foundation. Please come on again when I have questions, will you? Be happy to do it. Thank you so much for joining me, Ed. I really appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The greatest multi-trillion dollar fraud that sees the way your freedom, your liberty, your principles of Americanism is the pandemic, bar none. Never saw anything like it. And in the face of their own failures, and I don't just mean the hundreds of thousands of Americans who are feeling the effects and the adverse reactions to the vaccine, today, 128,849 people have it. One year ago, they had 32,000. The deaths have doubled. Right now, our very own fat bastard governor, has got it. He's all boosted and vaccinated and all the rest of it. Fauci had it the other day. This seems to be, at this stage of the game, a pandemic of the vaccinated, and the information is stifled. What happens if you wiggle too much? They're going to clamp you all down again. San Diego Unified is in the middle of its summer session, and starting today, all students and staff are required to wear masks indoors. Preposterous! Dirty fracking rag on your face. It did nothing. You're going to do it again, and the slaves will put it on. Chuck Hobart, Indiana. Hi, son. Hi, buddy. I just want to tell you that, that I read uh, Bobby Kennedy's book, Bill Fauci, and it takes us all the way back to the 30s and 40s on his phony pharmaceutical crap. Uh, a little addition to that, I'm 72 years old. This Chinese got me twice. He got about three pints of blood in Vietnam, and then this last COVID deal about took me out. Chuck, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I want hoping- you to hang on. I want you to hang on one second. We got a bad connection. I'm going to have Honey Bunny straighten the lineup. You deserve the respect you're entitled to. I want to hear your story, but I want to hear it uh, fully. And I want to also reiterate, I'm not done with the book. It's Bobby Kennedy's new book, The Real Fauci. I don't agree with Bobby Kennedy on a lot of things, but one thing I will recognize, Bobby Kennedy has had a relationship with Anthony Fauci for decades. Decades. He's also had an interwoven knowledge of government corruption and failure. It's a fantastic book. I'm halfway through it. But when I get back, I'm going to take Chuck again. We're going to get his line straightened out. Then I'm going to take the rest of you. 312-642-5600. 
That'll be after this break and Nikki Whaley's news. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel is the best. The best. I can't believe we're on the back of the last half hour. Are you kidding me? I feel like we just started. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, buddy. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Beautiful. Hey. Okay, good. Now, uh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so you were talking to this uh, fellow, Ed, on there, and uh, I get the idea. He's he's not willing to basically uh, um, really uh, spill the beans or anything like that. He probably knows a lot more than he's saying because a lot of these guys, they're, they're hooked in and they have to rub shoulders with all these uh, guys that are um, involved That's- in all this medical stuff. It's, and a, I'll tell you it's, what, his, it's his world, and, you know, here's the other thing. He, he has the best intention. He's at the Heritage Foundation, right? And you've got this, you've got this Leviathan of healthcare. You've got the, the Leviathan of Obamacare. And you're trying to be peaceful and make people understand what, maybe there's a way to do it better. And absolutely, I, I give him all the credit in the world. But the reality is until we face it and identify what it is, it is the greatest failure in American healthcare history. This is exactly what's normal for Europe, but here it's a tremendous failure. And until it's ripped out by its roots, we're just going to be managing failure. Hey, Sean, I got to tell you this. You are exactly right. I know so many cases of these, uh, what they're calling the uh, adverse events and stuff like that. It's unbelievable. This thing is really, really bad. It's worse than we ever even imagined. Anybody who's, who got that shot now should be saying to themselves, oh, what did I do, man? I, well, what about the people regret- that were forced to do it? I have a dear friend of mine. He's got three kids and a and a and a job where he couldn't afford to lose it. I mean, really, my my thing, my my stubborn nature obviously has pitfalls and it has blessings. This is the blessing, is that I'm not in a position where I'll have to do it. But if you have kids and you're going to lose your job and you worked at it for 20 years, it's a lot of character, right? I agree, but not everybody could afford it. I have a dear friend of mine who's suffering from adverse effects of the vaccine there's no question about it this is the greatest atrocity in healthcare perpetrated on the american people and now they're they're stifling the information and they're doubling down on stupid and anytime the american government is redacting information it's because it's lying to you you don't have to be a clouseau to figure it out so i agree with you you're exactly you're exactly right thank you very much buddy and uh, we're going to get through it, although I think my blood will be worth more than vaccinated blood because what we have here is a virus of the vaccinated. Let's see how that fat bastard governor pulls through. Terry and Rogers Park, I have a sneaky suspicion you are the new advertiser for that vitamin. Is that you I hear on the commercials? Are you the one with the manicurist who talks about your nails on that nature balance thing? Are you trying to take Amy Jacobson's job? No. <laughs> All right. Sounds just like you. That woman sounds just like you. Oh, well, I'm, it's not me. I'm right. completely different. Oh, um, your nails. Are beautiful? Are they strong? Uh, <laughs> not really. They're all right. All right. Go, go ahead. You're trying to aggravate me, aren't you? Just okay. a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, you may not be saying this. Uh, t- today I saw a pro-abortion sign on an apartment window uh, wow. At Western and Bryn Mawr that said uh, bodily autonomy is a legal right. And if I lived in that building, uh, I wouldn't appreciate it one bit, and I'd be calling the landlord. 
about probably it. a Section 8 building. The landlord is probably Tony Resco, who's never been to the building and sits back and gets checks for nothing because that's a Democrat sewer. And it gets the kind of people who would put up a sign celebrating baby murder as they hide behind words. I had, uh, well, let's talk about Margaret Sanger, that evil bastard. May she burn in hell. Do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean in believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as, a, as sin? Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquent. How does she sound any different from that dimwit today? How does she sound any different? A notable racist pig, Margaret Sanger. How does she sound any different? I don't think she does. I owe my life to an abortion. Not only mine, but because shortly after Roe v. Wade, a black woman was able to have an abortion. Shut up. You're just a second generation baby murderer. I like when they're asked simple questions and they hide behind their titles. They hide behind words. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? Yes or no? I believe that. Yes or no? I believe that people yes or who no. have abortions deserve to make that decision yes or no. for themselves. I don't think right, that that's it's fair no. that you're Ms. asking us to Ms. say Littman. yes or no to a question Professor that is Littman, this complex. I'm sorry. I'm, you take back my time. Yes or no? I reject Notice how they all talk fast, these Valley girls. Question, because all bans are denying people right, that's the enough. ability to... Dr. Guerrero, yes or no? Productive health care and control... Dr. Guerrero, yes or no? It's not a yes or no question. It's all right, fair enough. It's a no. Dr. Verma, yes or no? Any restrictions? I would love to answer your question. I do need more. So that's a no. Dr. Resnick, yes or no? Honey Bunny, where's the woman that wants to change the word abortion? Is that that's Kay Rice? I think it is. Um, and all I hear is a bunch of um, uh, uh, conversations where the word abortion, abortion, abortion um, is, is meant as a negative term. Um, and, you know, Dr. Francis, you just said that one of the benefits of Roe uh, in your mind, is that we can now have a robust conversation about this issue. I would suggest that you stop throwing the word abortion around um, because you think it's one that is going to um, raise the emotions um, above a having a reasonable this conversation. They are wordsmiths of fascism. Abortion itself is a lie of a word. You're killing the baby. You hide behind abortion. Now abortion, for 50 years, people are starting to wake up pull their head out of their derriere, and figure out you're killing the kids. Now that word invokes emotion. So listen to what the fascist scum want to do. Um, in, in, in a word that has been weaponized, in my opinion, by certain people in this country, because if we're going to have a real conversation about this, we have to stop using language um, that is you know, going to um, prevent an actual meaningful conversation from happening. <laughs> <laughs> Use the verbiage as a Trojan horse, as a shield against reality. It's like every one of their plans. Healthcare. What healthcare? It sucks. Premiums are through the wrist. It's scam. It isn't healthcare. Climate change. What climate change, you moron? CO2 is the principle of photosynthesis. You need it. You don't tax it, you slimy bastards. Abortion. It's no such thing. You're killing the baby, you evil bastards. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. AM560, the answer. Well, 
We had one of the a new caller. I always love when we get new callers. She hung up. She has a great name too. Relative named Janice. Friend of the family, Janice, one of my favorites. In the meantime, we're gonna have to go from a real woman to a fella. Not one of those Lori Lightfoot fellas, but a real fella. His name is Carl. He's in Elgin. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Sean. How are you? You know, I read an article today that our glorious governor has uh, COVID and he's being treated. And the rest of the article says that the governor, governor is getting treated for, with an antiviral medication. In other words, he's getting treated with ivermectin. Now, <laughs> Same one they called. Well, it, for the first time, they accused it of being, what, a horse dewormer? Makes horse sense and, you use it on that fat swine. slob. Yeah. Yeah, horse and swine. And there's our oh. big governor right there using it. There he is. Unbelievable. He's an apple and a barbecue away from being one of those pig roasts. Thank you very much, Carl. I appreciate it. Finally, they treated him with the right stuff. Mark, Western Suburbs. Hey, Sean. I was calling because I think every day we need to mention the political prisoners, the January 6th political prisoners. Yeah. I am appalled at how they're treated. And especially I read today that the um, the people it's that broke from that talk show host, you know, they, they are getting off scot-free. So, Mark, did you play, did you, did, did you, were you listening? I think it was Friday when I played the clip of the 66-year-old cancer grandmother who had to turn herself into prison. Were you listening? I did hear you that. Yeah, I did. It's infuriating to see the injustice that's happening in a country that's supposedly built on justice for all. But this yeah, is what I never happens thought, as a, when gangsters protect their inside trading, pay-to-play schemes called Democrats are in charge. This is normal. This is how Cook County has two sitting judges on an investment group with the scum Ed Burke. This is how an Irish mafia led by a yard gnome, Madigan, the Speaker of the House, and it still sits in absolute and total control of everything. And the people who bribe them, they provide your energy, and you just had a rate increase. It's the perfect scheme. It's the only systemic problem in this country. Political corruption, controlled and inhabited by primarily one party. But the Republicans are in on it, too. Couldn't help but notice old lady face Mitch McConnell. Man's man. Sounded like a real man as he's going to push back against the Biden corruption. As he's married... To a beauty queen from China who, what did she fall in love with? His strong jawlines or the fact that he's a real man? She's a Chinese shipping heiress. What happened to her father's Chinese company since she married Mitch Chalk? What happened since she married him? Skyrocketed. The corruption is the government. And until we put restraints on it, you don't get to steal trillions of dollars. And I don't give a rip what the excuse is. You can't do a damn thing but screw it up. And then when you do, you get more money and power. That's got to come to an end. How is it going to happen? It ain't going to happen from blue states. It happen from red states. That's why if you're a good person, in my opinion, stop wasting your time in these corrupt sewers that would elect a 400-pound beach bag who has been involved in political corruption since Grandpa Abe was in charge. Pritzker. Hope he pulls through. Fat slob. We'll be back in 21 hours. Just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.